This is a recording of the implications of past tense syntax in the Book of Mormon by Stanford Carmack. Read by Ellen Fair. The implications of past tense syntax in the Book of Mormon. Stanford Carmack. Abstract. In the middle of the 16th century, there was a short-lived surge in the use of the auxiliary did to express the affirmative past tense in English, as in, Moroni did arrive with his army to the land of Bountiful, Alma 52.18. The 1829 Book of Mormon contains nearly 2,000 instances of this particular syntax, using it 27% of the time in past tense contexts. The 1611 King James Bible, which borrowed heavily from Tyndale's biblical translations of the 1520s and 30s, employs this syntax less than 2% of the time. While the Book of Mormon's rate is significantly higher than the Bible's, it is close to what is found in other English-language texts written in the middle of the 1500s. However, apparently no text has used this construction with rates exceeding 20% since that era, and the usage died out in the 1700s. So the Book of Mormon is unique for its time. This is especially apparent when features of adjacency, inversion, and intervening adverbial use are considered. Textual evidence and syntactic analysis argue strongly against both 19th century composition and an imitative effort based on King James English. Book of Mormon past tense syntax could have been achieved only by following the use of largely inaccessible 16th century writings. But mimicry of lost syntax is difficult if not impossible, and so later writers who consciously sought to imitate biblical style failed to match its did usage at a deep systematic level. This includes Ethan Smith, who in 1823 wrote View of the Hebrews, a text very different from both the Bible and the Book of Mormon in this respect. The same may be said about Hunt's The Late War and Snowden's The American Revolution. Preliminary Remarks Generally speaking, we have been wrong to view Book of Mormon language as simply biblical in character. Many aspects of it are deeply non-biblical. This study attempts to make that clear by means of an examination of syntactic structure, the arrangement and relationship of words in a sentence or clause. This is something that is directly relevant to the matter of Book of Mormon, authorship, and origins. Why is that? Because syntax resists manipulation. Conscious language use being primarily concerned with the content of expression, not the form. Since native speaker linguistic knowledge is mostly tacit, the form of expression is largely the result of subconscious production. As a result, syntax is extremely difficult to fake, 
and can provide strong evidence of authorial origins. This paper discusses an example that is on point. Writers who consciously sought to employ an archaistic biblical style. An analysis of their past tense usage using parameters that were independently determined to be relevant shows that they failed to match certain archaic features and obsolete patterns of use. These authors did reproduce some old syntax, at times mixing the archaic with the modern, but they frequently did not, because either the earlier language was at odds with their own subconscious grammatical preferences, or they did not have deep knowledge of the target syntax. When their past tense usage is considered as a whole, as a system, they did not match King James English, even though they were using it to a degree as a guiding template and were familiar with biblical language. And it is a virtual certainty that had Joseph Smith authored the Book of Mormon, he would have done no better than they did. If that had been the case, then the form of the text would be substantially different. It would not be a book with a remarkable number of early modern English attributes. It may surprise some to learn that much can be gleaned from an examination of past tense syntax in the Book of Mormon, but this is true, especially when we compare the text closely to patterns of use found in early modern English. Among other things, this article points out the close syntactic match between the distinctive use of did in the Book of Mormon and that of a short identifiable period of time in early modern English. This means that the large doses of did found in the text apparently did not arise ex nihilo, that there was an historical, although obscure, basis for their systematic patterns of use. All the evidence presents a picture of the Book of Mormon as an early modern English text that is difficult to refute. The data indicate that the Book of Mormon is similar to texts from the middle of the 16th century that used did with infinitives 20% of the time or more to express the past tense. Moreover, important syntactic markers of adjacency, inversion, and adverbial use in the Book of Mormon correlate strongly with these texts and the period as a whole against what is found with pseudo-biblical writings whose mimicry in this regard failed. The Swedish linguist Eligard, died 2008, found the King James Bible to be a text of the 1520s in terms of its paraphrasic do syntax, ascribing that aspect to the, of the text to Tyndale's influence. In this respect, the Book of Mormon appears to contain language that was prevalent one to six decades later. Introduction Two-word past tense syntax in the Book of Mormon like, quote, Moroni did arrive with his army, end quote, may be precisely termed affirmative declarative paraphrastic did, 
For convenience, I will call it ADP did. Similarly, I will refer to present tense usage as ADP do. Present day English uses an auxiliary do verb, do, does, or did, in questions, exclamations, commands, negation, and for emphasis and contrast. But in affirmative declarative syntax, the verb is not obviously used emphatically or contrastively. It is not negated or used as an imperative, and it is not used in an exclamation or a question. Here are examples of these other uses of paraphrastic did. Moroni did not arrive with his army. Negative declarative. Do arrive early with your army. Positive imperative. Do not arrive late with your army. Negative imperative. Did Moroni arrive with his army? Positive interrogative. Did not Moroni arrive with his army? Negative interrogative. How quickly did Moroni arrive with his army? Exclamatory. Moroni did arrive with his army. Emphatic. Moroni did not arrive with his army, but Tiancum did arrive with his army. Contrastive. The above examples are not the focus of this study. Next, we see examples of different types of ADP did with the bare infinitive go. These are the focus of this study. Adjacency. The auxiliary did is adjacent to the infinitive, characteristic of the 16th century high rate period. Mosiah 25.18. Alma did go forth into the water and did baptize them. Mormon 4, verse 23, I did go to the hill Shim and did take up all the records. Inversion, did plus subject plus infinitive, verb second syntax with a preceding adverbial or object. Mosiah 9, 17, in the strength of the Lord did we go forth to battle against the Lamanites. Alma sixteen fifteen. Thus did Alma and Amulek go forth, and also many more which had been chosen. Intervenial, intervening adverbial use. An adverb or an adverbial phrase is used between did and the infinitive. 1 Nephi 7 verse 3 I, Nephi, did again with my brethren go forth into the wilderness. Ellipsis did carries through to a second infinitive akin to I didn't see or hear anything. I will go and do, etc. First Nephi 16.14 We did take our bows and our arrows and I go forth into the wilderness. Table 1 contains the ADP did profiles of the 1829 Book of Mormon and the 16. 11 King James Bible. Eligard determined that this profile was worth examining and cataloging. Besides ellipsis, I have not created the categories in this particular comparison. 
Eligard's approach clearly and specifically demonstrates how different the KGB and the Book of Mormon are in terms of ADP did usage. The closest match is in the rate of elliptical use, which is my category. Furthermore, compared the did the ADP did percentages of 75 individual verbs used in each text gives only weak correlation, 30%, see appendix. This broad test result points to independence as well. Please access the online written text for Table 1. Editor's uh, Reader's note. From the ADP did percentages found in Table 1, we obtain Table 2 and a chi-square test. The p-value is vanishingly small, and therefore there is hardly any possibility that these two ADP did rates are accidentally different. Reader's note, please access Table 2 in the online text. Still, there is overlap in usage between the texts and similar examples exist. Some of these are presented in this article. But it would be wrong to seize on the occasional intersection and assert that Book of Mormon usage is based on the King James Bible. The above rates and patterns of use strongly indicate independence, and these systematic differences point to distinct stages of early modern English. Yet it is interesting that these periods are close in time, only decades apart. Eligard's work. Eligard investigated ADP do slash did in his wide-ranging study of this phenomenon in Middle English and Early Modern English. As mentioned, he singled out syntactic adjacency, inversion, and intervening adverbial use for particular study. When did and its associated infinitives are not adjacent, there is either subject did inversion or there is an intervening adverbial element. Occasionally there is both. Messiah 11.14 And so did also his priests spend their time with harlots. For his study, Eligard counted main verbs except for forms of the verb be. In other words, he did not count was, are, etc. as instances of simple present tense and past tense usage. That is because there are no examples in the early modern English textual record of ADP did be. Here are some Book of Mormon examples with be that clearly show a lack of periphrastic use. Main verb. Mosiah 23.5, they were industrious and did labor exceedingly. Alma 55.14, they did drink and were merry, and by and by they were all drunken. Auxiliary, Alma 62.1, his heart did take courage and was filled with exceeding great joy. Third Nephi 1.22, the more part of the people did believe and were converted unto the Lord. Eligard did not count auxiliary verbs either, forms of have and be, or modal verbs like may and should, because they also never used the do auxiliary. 
Table 3 has his counts with all other verbs. The do column in the table contains Eligard's counts of do and did used with infinitives. In the books that he selected, he counted every single instance he encountered that was not clearly emphatic. The end column in Table 3 contains his total estimate of present tense and past tense main verbs with and without do and did. Reader's note, please access Table 3, Elicard's Counts of ADP, Do and Did, in the text online. Figure 1 is a chart based on the percentage do column of Table 3. The 16th century temporary spike in usage is clear. I am indebted to Elegard for his painstaking research in this regard. His work led me to conduct this study and discover the close match between the Book of Mormon and certain 16th century texts. He carefully examined nearly 400 texts, spanning more than three centuries. Furthermore, Elegard made nearly 7,000 counts of ADP do slash did and was careful and systematic in his sampling and counting. He documented and exemplified the ultimate demise of ADP do slash did syntax with 65 letters that Jonathan Swift wrote between the years 1710 and 1713. This paper goes further in time, showing its absence with the help of Google's Ngram viewer and in the writings of Ethan Smith, view of the Hebrews, James Fenimore Cooper, and others. Reader's note, please access figure one in the online text. Concentrated ADP did usage. It is well known to serious readers of the Book of Mormon that it has concentrated did usage in many different passages, as well as sustained frequent use throughout. Here are four passages exemplifying this. 1 Nephi 16, 39-17-1 There are nine instances of ADP did in this passage. Only did not perish is expected in modern English. One instance has an intervening adverbial, one has ellipsis, plus came and bear, and largely invariant it came to pass and invariant was. And it came to pass that the Lord was with us, yea, even the voice of the Lord came and did speak many words unto them and did chasten them exceedingly. And after that they were chastened by the voice of the Lord, they did turn away their anger and did repent of their sins, insomuch that the Lord did bless us again with food that we did not perish. And it came to pass that we did again take our journey in the wilderness, and we did travel nearly eastward from that time forth. And we did travel and wade through much affliction in the wilderness, and our women bear children in the wilderness." 3 Nephi 10 verses 9 and 10. There are six instances of ADP did, for did cease, all adjacent plus dispersed and stood. And it was in the morning, and the darkness dispersed from off the face of the land, and the earth did cease to tremble, and the rocks did cease to rend, and the dreadful groanings did cease, and all the tumultuous noises 
noises did pass away, and the earth did cleave together again, and that it stood, and the mourning and the weeping and the wailing of the people which were spared alive did cease. Third Nephi 11.3, there are four instances of ADP did plus one negative declarative. It did pierce them that did hear to the center insomuch that there were no part of their frame that it did not cause to quake. Yea, it did pierce them to the very soul and did cause their hearts to burn. Mormon 4.13 and 14, there are six instances of ADP did one adverbial with also. The Lamanites did take possession of the city desolation, and this because their number did exceed the number of the Nephites, and they did also march forward against the city Teancum, and did drive the inhabitants forth out of her, and did take many prisoners of women and of children, and did offer them up as sacrifices unto their idol gods. Were there any texts in the history of English that had such heavy, sustained ADP did usage, or is the Book of Mormon a thing apart in this regard? Yes, there are texts with such did usage. No, the Book of Mormon is not an isolated specimen in relation to this syntax. Here are two illustrative excerpts from a 16th century religious text's whose overall ADP did rate is 51%. John Daniel Translation, An Excellent Comfort to All Christians. Spanish Original by J. Perez, London, William Norton, pages 11 through 12. There are nine instances of ADP did, three elliptical. If we did understand how the sin which we did commit against God in the beginning did leave us, after it had once gotten power and empire over us, we should understand as well how great the love and goodness of him was that did redeem and did take, did in parentheses, take us out of the same, and parentheses did, in parentheses, deliver us from the condemnation so justly due unto us for it. The devil by sin did break in, and parentheses did, parentheses close, destroy all goodness that God had endued us with, by the which we were clearly known to be his own workmanship. He did blot out the image of God, which was graven in our souls, so that the likeness of him by whom we were created was taken quite from us. 1576 John Daniel, page 141. There are seven instances of ADP dude slash did, one elliptical, plus entered and main verb do, instead of do, do, see Helaman 13.24. Even so, ever seethens the first, however, that the word of God and the true light thereof entered into Germany, England, France, and this our realm of Spain, and did begin to shine as the sun, 
there were persecutors which did abhor it, and so do continue until this day most mortally and cruelly, and did and do kill all Christians which are quickened thereby with most extremity. They did always will and did, parentheses, did always, in parentheses, wish that which now they do most wickedly. The above text is one that Eligard did not look at in his study. I examined the entire book. Its high rate of ADP did usage is reminiscent of what we find in many different narrative passages in the Book of Mormon. Both texts show sustained use of ADP did. Some use flourished in the 16th century. Such use flourished in the 16th century. Here are some earlier examples. 1534, William Marshall translated, A plain and godly exposition or declaration of the common creed. Parentheses, Latin origin by, original by Erasmus, end quote. End um, parentheses, London, R. Redmond, page 108. There are 12 instances of ADP did, three elliptical, plus spake and main verb did instead of did do. Fill themselves with delicious meats, both more dainty and also more costly. The Pharisees did pray, but they did it in the heads of many ways where they might be most seen in their chambers. Either they did occupy themselves about trifles or else did count and tell money. Recast. John's disciples did fast, but they did backbite Christ's disciples and spoke evilly of them since they did fast less often. The Manichees did abstain and refrain from all manner of animals or creatures capable of feeling, and they did speak against and condemn eating meat, but secretly and in corners did fill themselves with delicious food, both tastier and more expensive. The Pharisees did pray, but they did it at many thoroughfares where they could be seen, most seen in their chambers, or they did occupy themselves with matters of little importance, or did count and calculate money. 1534, William Marshall, page 50, four instances of ADP did. The Jews were puffed up with pride through a vain persuasion of righteousness, Sin did reign at large, unpunished in the world, whilst the most part of men did follow the first parents of mankind. But here the mercy of God did show forth itself, which passeth and surmounteth all his works. He did vouchsafe to wax more near and more familiarly known into us by the same sun. Recast. The Jews were puffed up with pride through an empty self-assurance of righteousness. Sin did prevail unpunished in the world till most men did follow mankind's first parents. But here God's mercy did display itself, which surpasses and exceeds all his works. He did condescend to grow closer and become better known to us by the same sun. 1555, Edmund Bonner, Bishop of London, a profitable and necessary doctrine with certain homilies adjunade 
there to unto London J. Cowood. There are five instances of ADP did. The soldiers of the garrison did take Christ and did nail him through the hands and feet unto the cross and also did hang with him upon two other crosses, two thieves, on a certain hill called Calvary, and that Christ did die, it is evident for St. Matthew in the 27th of his gospel, speaketh, speaking of this matter, saith, Jesus crying again with a great voice did give up the ghost. This last example of concentrated ADP did is from a text whose overall rate may exceed 50%. This estimate is based on more than 100 counts. We also see a concentration of ADP did in the following 17th century speech-based text. 1651, Keen Manuscript 24 January, there are eight instances of ADP did to elliptical plus thought. It is true you did in private declare your grievance to me about the great injury that was done to you, and you did tell me you were very jealous of such a combination. Therefore, I did exhort and did advise you to be very careful how you did use any such species speeches, or how you did entertain such jealousies of brethren, except you be able sufficiently to prove it. And I thought you would be advised by me, but you were not, but in an unsatisfied way did go from one to another, and did inquire of this and that men. Robert Keane's 1641 record of First Church of Boston meetings actually represents early 17th century London English. This Boston merchant was born in Windsor, England in 1595 and emigrated from London when he was 40 years old. Keane recorded the speech of recent English immigrants as well, but a portion of the usage in his writings exhibiting relatively high ADP do-slash-did rates may be attributed to an idiosyncratic style. I have estimated his ADP did rate to be one-third that of the Book of Mormon. There was some carry-through in New England beyond the initial decades. Here are two examples of heavy usage during the second half of the 17th century. 1670 Suffolk County, Massachusetts Court Records There are five instances of ADP did, one elliptical. I did hear Mr. Waldron say that he did show Mr. Bennett the cattle and did bid him to take them and did bid his man to help Mr. Bennett out of the orchard with them, as Mr. Waldron did tell me. 1692, Salem Witchcraft Trials. There are three instances of ADP did, plus testifieth, saith, said, and struck. The deposition of Johanna Childen testifieth and saith that upon the 2nd of June 1692 that the apparition of Goody Nuss and Goodman Harwood did appear to her, and the said Harwood did look Goody Nuss in the face and said to her that she did murder him by pushing him off the cart and struck the breath out of his body. 
I agree with Rissanen that the heightened use in these last two excerpts may have been influenced by the context of court proceedings and the, quotes, conventions of legal language, end quote. Still, these examples provide evidence of some ADP did usage persisting in the 17th century New England. However, the ADP did rate of this time can be no more than one-third of Keene's rate 50 years earlier. We revisit this matter in a later section. Sustained high-rate use of ADP did has been found so far only in 16th century texts. A good measure of this use seems to be past tense expression containing, uh, consisting of at least 20% adjacency usage. The Book of Mormon has these high levels of use. Historical Development of the Dew Auxiliary Paraphrastic dew emerged in late Middle English and developed during the early Modern English period. One part of this, ADP dew did, arose in the 14th century and 15th century, peaked in the 16th century, continued at diminishing rates during the 17th century, and then faded into obscurity in both England and America and in both writing and speech. Three or four Early examples for each syntactic structure are given below. Most of these are taken from the Oxford English Dictionary, many from the influential printer-publisher-translator Caxton. Following those quotations is a Book of Mormon example of each construction. Negative Questions Elagard's figures suggest that paraphrastic do slash did arose in either affirmative statements or negative questions. While the paraphrasis might have begun with affirmative declaratives, according to his data, it first grew strong in negative questions. Elagard found that the do slash did were used in negative interrogatives at a fairly steady 10% average rate early on and throughout the 15th century. 1489, Caxton, Sons of Ammon, 24.511. Alas, do they not remember me? I believe better yea than nay. 1509, pause, past, please, 1443, Percy, so, 2.10. Did not King David a lion's jaw tear? 15.26. Tyndale, Matthew 21.25. He will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe him? 15.48. Udall, etc. Erasmus paraphrastic. Luke 24.44. Did he not once for altogether take away all authority from the priests? Moroni 10.27 Did I not declare my words unto you which was written by this man? Affirmative declaratives At the same time or perhaps earlier, do and did began to be used in affirmative statements at a very low rate. 1483 Caxton Cato E. Uh, I.I.J. 
they did put all their study for to know the fates or deeds of Thencientes. 1483, Caxton, G. de la Tour, I.I.J. Another example. I shall tell you of Mary Magdalene, which did wash and purge away her sins and misdeeds by the water of her eyeing. 1489, Caxton, XLVII 180. She did call after him right piteously. 1537. Elliot Castell of Health. H.J. Dry figs and old, as some do suppose, do engender lice and also annoyeth the liver and the spleen. Mosiah 25.18. Yea, and as many as did baptize did belong to the as he did baptize, did belong to the church of God. Third Nephi 19.14 And the multitude did witness it and do bear record. And angels did come down out of heaven and did minister unto them. Because affirmative statements are much more common than the other syntactic types, the do auxiliary is found more often in this construction in the textual record in spite of its much lower rate of use. It is worth noting that the 1537 quotation and the Mosiah 2518 both immediately repeat a due auxiliary one after another. We will see throughout this paper a large number of striking early modern English correspondences like this one. Positive Questions and Negative Declarations According to Elagard, paraphrastic do took hold with positive questions and negative declaration, de- declaratives after the first quarter of the 15th century. From then on, the use in positive questions rose more quickly. Positive questions, 1532, more. Confute Tyndale works, 427-1. But I ask of Tyndale no such far-fit wise, but a why of his own deed. I ask him this why. Why did he translate the same by this English word, elder? 1548, Hall, Chronicles, Henry the Fifth, and 872b. Why did they take it? 1549 to 62, Sternhold and H. Psalm 2, 1. Why did the Jewish people muse, seeing it, seeing all is but vain? Alma 30, 51. In whom did ye desire that Alma should show forth his sign? Negative declaratives. 1489, Caxton, sons of Ammon. 6, 139. I departed from my lord land, poor and exiled, but I did not care for it. 1489, Caxton, Fates of A. I, I, too. Women commonly do not extremate, but to spin on the distaff. 1509, Fisher, Funeral Sermon, 
Sites Richmond Works, 1876-297. Albeit she did not receive into her house our Savior in his own person, she nevertheless received them that doeth represent his person. Ether 10.13, and it came to pass that Kim did not reign in righteousness. By the year 1500, paraphrastic do rates with negative questions, positive questions, and negative declaratives may stood at 35%, may have stood at 35%, 15%, and 6% respectively. As far as affirmative declarative syntax is concerned, during the first three quarters of the 15th century, the do auxiliary was only used about 0.25% of the time. But by the year 1500, the auxiliary may have been employed about 1.5% of the time on average. At this point, ADP do slash did had entered its developmental phrase, phase, development phase. After the first quarter of the 16th century, ADP do did slash did rates increased dramatically, but only temporarily. Relevant to Book of Mormon verbal usage, ADP do slash did rates spiked toward the middle of the 16th century, shortly after Tyndale had left England. This surge was brief, and a swift drop-off in use followed. The usage rates of other the other types of paraphrastic syntax were always higher, and they persisted and became established. Reader's note, please see Table 4 in the online text. Table 4 and Figure 2 show the overall increase in use in the 16th century for all types of paraphrastic do, as well as the divergence that ultimately played out. After the year 1400, affirmative declarative rates are dwarfed by the others. The affirmative declarative use was well on its way toward dying out by the year 1700. We saw three examples of 17th century American usage, but there is no evidence of persistent American usage in the 18th century and beyond. Reader's note, please see figure two, the development of paraphrastic do slash did in the online text. The following biblical passage exemplifies the variation in usage that existed in English long ago. This verse has three different instances of did and several simple past tense verb forms. Isaiah 66 verse 4, I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them because when I called them, none did answer. When I speak, they did not hear. And But they did evil before mine eyes, and chose that in which I delighted not. This verse has simple past tense called, spake, chose, and delighted. We also see paraphrastic did answer and did not hear, the latter contrasting with the older form of negation, delighted not. So there is syntactic variation between two negative declaratives in this verse and between did answer and one word past tense verb forms. In addition, there is a main verb use of did before evil. Did as a past tense marker. 
The following passage has a past tense, didst forsake and did go. Alma 39.3 For thou didst forsake the ministry and did go over into the land of Siren. The Book of Mormon could have used forsookest and wentest, but it did not. However, whether the text employs did or didst with bare infinitives or one-word past tense verb forms, it is likely that no extra emphasis is intended. This is unlike present-day English, where did conveys emphasis, contrast, and other nuance when used in this way. Elagard stressed that the use was by and large non-emphatic in the early modern English period, following a 16th century grammarian who asserted that that it is all one to use the do form or the simple present or past tense form. There was no difference in meaning between the two forms. End quote. Elagard's wide-ranging study of ADP do-slash-did syntax in early modern English and the work of others before him led him to definitely conclude that, quote, the do form was functionally synonymous with the finite main verb form during this period and especially in the 16th century when usage rates were high as they are in the Book of Mormon. Elsewhere, it has been shown that the Book of Mormon can reasonably be viewed based on many syntactic examples as an early modern English text. So, non-emphatic ADP did follows from that observation directly. In sustained high-rate ADP did texts, the auxiliary appears to be function, to function as it does in questions and negative statements, that is, without any emotive or emphatic force. But in lower-rate texts with sporadic heavy use, emotive force is a possibility. It should be noted that when syntax is used non-emphatically, the main verb carries lexical stress. Moroni did arrive with his army. Uh, quote, Moroni did arrive with his army, end quote. In the emphatic use, did carries the stress. Elagard does mention being able to identify approximately 1.5% of ADP do slash did in the second quarter of the 16th century as certainly emphatic and that some other instances were likely emphatic, although they resist definite identification contextually. In the last half of the 16th century, however, he was able to identify less than 1% of ADP do-slash-did syntax as emphatic. The Book of Mormon is a high-rate text with a high degree of adjacency, and consequently it is likely that total cases of emphatic use, both identifiable and opaque, would be less than 2% of the total, or fewer than 40 instances. The bottom line is, according to Elagard and others, that most early modern English instances of ADP did were non-emphatic, especially in texts with high rates of use. Multiple did ellipsis is another strong indicator since it is a virtual certainty that third 
and fourth, infinitives carry lexical stress. See examples below. ADP do slash did in the Book of Mormon. I have estimated Book of Mormon ADP did rates at 27.16% based on 6,797 past tense counts. According to my current counts and methodology, there are 1,846 instances of ADP did in the book, with 69 of these involving ellipsis. The much longer King James Bible has only about 500 instances of ADP did syntax, and 115 of those involve didst eat. The highest count with a single verb in the Book of Mormon is is didst go, 57 counts. So ADP did syntax is much more evenly distributed in the Book of Mormon. I have made only a rough estimation of present tense ADP do syntax in the Book of Mormon, finding that the rate of use is significantly lower in the text than it is with present tense did the ADP do rate may be no greater than 10%. In addition, there are only about 210 instances of ADP do, so it is also much less frequent than ADP did. If these estimates are close, then overall ADP do did rates in the Book of Mormon would still exceed 20%. We have seen that Elagard estimated peak use of ADP do slash did syntax in the third quarter of the 16th century at close to an average of 10%, see Table 1 above. When we bear this in mind, as well as the high-rate texts that we have seen from the Early English Books online database, the heavy presence of ADP did in the text is not wholly unexpected. That is because a significant amount of biblical and non-biblical Book of Mormon language is consonant with syntax, with the syntax and meaning of this period. Consecutive ADP did. We have seen ADP did syntax used consecutively in concentrated doses and also used elliptically. The following passages show ADP didst used consecutively in the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon without a repeat of the subject. Isaiah 57 9, Thou wentest to the king with ointment, and didst increase thy perfumes, and didst send thy messengers far off, and didst debase thyself even unto hell. Amos 1 11, Because he didst did pursue his brother with the sword, and did cast off all pity, and his anger did tear perpetually, and he kept his wrath forever. Mosiah 6.6 King Mosiah did walk in the ways of the Lord, and did observe his judgments and his statutes, and did keep his commandments. Alma 35.9 And they did nourish them, and did clothe them, and give did give unto them lands for their inheritance. The above passages show similar usage. The biblical examples, however, are far and few between. That is not the case in the Book of Mormon. 
Similar consecutive did use is seen in the following 16th century Old English database quotations. 1515, in St. Piper's Henry VIII, 2, verse 11, he did conquer all the land and did inhabit the same with English folk. 1523, Lord Berners Froys, I, CCCLXXIV, 621, the Spearhead did enter into his throat and did cut asunder the organal vein. 1558, Fire Aeneid, verse O.J. The Trojans them did cheer and did receive with wondrous joy. 1581, Lombardi, Iron, I. IX 1602-39. The names of such, as being indicated, did fly and did refuse to be justified. 1596. Spencer, Fairy Queen, 4. II 17. They shields did share, and males did race, and helms did hew. The Fairy Queen is perhaps the best-known text with heavy, sustained use, more than 3,000 instances. It is a lengthy poem, and so Eligard did not study of it, did not study it because of the potential influence of rhyme and meter. Elliptical ADP did. Elliptical ADP did is economical in terms of marking the of marking. The past tense is indicated only once, and two or more infinitival stems are used instead of two marked past tense verb stems. The following passages have conjoined verb phrases that employ did a single time with two following infinitives. Did is understood as following through to the second infinitive. The Lord looked in Psalm 14.2, the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek the, seek God. Mormon 2.4, we did take possession of the land and make preparations to defend ourselves against the Lamanites. There appear to be 28 of these in the King James Bible, and it has about seven. 190,000 words. So it occurs there once every 28,000 words. There appear to be 69 of these in the Book of Mormon, and it has about 270,000 words. So it occurs there once every 4,000 words. Besides the King James Bible favorite of conjoined did eat and drink occurring 20 times, elliptical ADP did syntax, like the example in Psalms 14.2, is uncommon in the biblical text, and it never involves a third infinitive. I have counted eight other instances of elliptical ADP didst, including these three with didst, two in one verse. Second Samuel 12, verse 21, Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive, 
But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. Ezekiel 29.7 When they took hold of thee by, the hand, by thy hand, thou didst break and rend all their shoulder. And when they leaned upon thee, thou breakest and madest all their loins to be at a stand. In Ezekiel 29.7, we see free variation between synonymous didst break and breakst. The biblical text usually employs the simple past tense after only one instance of ADP did. Matthew 28.4 And for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. John 20, verse 4. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. This happens even in John 20, verse 4, with two motion verbs, despite a natural semantic closeness. But as we have just seen, occasionally the paraphrasis carries through with a second verb. Luke 6, verse 4 how he went into the house of God and did take and eat of showbread and gave also to them that were with him. After the infinitive eat, however, neither elliptical give nor did give is used. Instead, simple past gave is used. Notice how in these next examples, the punctuation suggests to us that the second main verb, underlying, is a finite past tense verb form, but because of Psalms 14.2, see above, we cannot be sure. Genesis 30.40 Jacob did separate the lambs and did set the faces of the flocks toward the ring straight. Joshua 13.12 These did Moses smite and cast them out. The most frequent elliptical phrase in the Book of Mormon is did see and hear three times, and prosper occurs six times with diff several different verbs. Early English Bible indicates that did eat and drink was the most commonly used elliptical did phrase. Early English Bible online database indicates that did eat and drink was the most commonly used elliptical did phrase in early English, early modern English, followed distantly by did quake and tremble. As we read the Book of Mormon, did quake and tremble is the first one we encounter. Here are five examples of multiple did ellipses found in the Book of Mormon. First Nephi 9 verse 1, fronted object with inversion plus dwelt. All these things did my father see and hear and speak as he dwelt in a tent. Helaman 6 verse 39, four infinitives, insomuch that they did trample under their feet and smite and rend and turn their backs upon the poor and the meek. 3 Nephi 17.25, the multitude did see and hear and bear record.
Third Nephi 26, verse 13. After that, he did show himself unto them oft, and did break bread oft, and bless it, and give it unto them. Ether 10, verse 22. They were exceedingly industrious. And they did buy and sell and traffic one with another that they might give gain. These argue for did functioning as a past tense marker in the text. While multiple did ellipsis does not occur in the King James Bible, we encounter it in the textual record. 1576, J. Daniel Translation, An Excellent Comfort to All Christians, 96. How be it for all that, afterwards they did all fall, fear, faint, and did have a doubt in him. 1614, J. Taylor, Water, P. Nipping Abuses, D. 1. The seventh was Sloth, who being called did gape and yawn and stretch. 1621, First Book, Disciples Church, Scotland, Pref. 1641, A. 3, Some of the disciples at first did mince and sparingly speak, but afterwards practice and loudly preach. 1630, J. Taylor, Water, P. Penniless Pilgrim, Works, 1.123-2 And nobody did drink and wink and sink. In this regard, Book of Mormon, the Book of Mormon, has greater affinity with some early English, modern English usage than the King James Bible does. Using ellipsis to estimate early modern English ADP did rates. This subset of ADP did syntax is a manageable way to get a sense for ADP did rates in different centuries. A search in the online English database for the elliptical construction yields the count shown in the second column of Table 5. Because the dictionary contains fewer 16th century quotations, then 17th century quotations, approximated by quotes and the end quotes count, the third column of the table. Yet there are more examples of elliptical ADP did in the 16th century. It is possible to conclude that ADP did was a strong 16th century phenomenon. Readers note, please Access Table 5, Online English Dictionary, Counts of Elliptical ADP Did by Century. The weighted values in the last column of Table 5, oh, in the online text. The weighted values in the last column of Table 5 suggest that ADP Did was a construction that arose in the 15th century, became popular in the 16th century, saw its use lessened in the 17th century and tapered off during the 18th century so that it then became as uncommon as it was in the 15th century. According to Eligard, the average use of ADP did in the 16th century was 5.5%. 
From that value and Table 5, weighted values of 44.6, 20.1, and 2.0, we observe average rates of 2.5% in the 17th century and 0.25% in the 18th century. Allegard's estimated averages are 2.6% and 0.18%. Those values are close and confirm that ADP did had all but vanished somewhere, sometime in the 1700s. All this coincides with what Elagard noted generally about, quote, the development of the periphrastic dew. It first occurred in prose around 1400, gained ground slowly in the 15th and rapidly in the 16th century. In the 17th century, the tide fell fast in affirmative declarative sentences, whereas the use of dew became regular in negative and interrogative interrogative ones. The modern state of things was practically achieved around 1700, end quote. Backed by the work of previous researchers, Elagard here asserts that by the 18th century, there were only vestiges of ADP did left in English. A review of Elagard's counts of ADP do slash did. Elagard broke his counts into various time periods, usually 25-year blocks. Table 6 shows my simple percentage calculations and comments. Included is my estimate of biblical ADP rates, a higher rate than Elagard found for both tenses combined, 1.7% versus 1.3%. My sampled past tense estimate versus Elagard's overall sampled estimate. Elagard broke down the range of time between 1525 and 1550 into two blocks, perhaps because that was when there was an explosion of ADP do, did, use. Tyndale was living on the continent during this time and would have been partially shielded from this sudden shift in use, despite living among many English speakers. They would not have been directly and immediately exposed to the linguistic currents of the day. Reader's note, please see Table 6, Comments on Elagard's Estimates in the online text. We can see from Table 6 that the use of ADP do, did, soared in the space of 25 years from about 2% to almost 10% in the textual record. Peak use may have occurred past the year 1550, but some were already using it heavily in the 1530s. The match between the Book of Mormon's past tense syntax and that found in English texts is in the middle of the 16th century. Yet some firmly believe that Joseph Smith's dialect was full of archaic, even obsolete features like ADP did. Hence we may ask whether the demise of ADP did in English was complete. We now address that issue while also cross-verifying the accuracy of Elagard's work. Large database verification. We begin by taking a look at the extensive data set of early English books online and Google Books. Figure 3 shows the rate profile of ADP did adjacency made on the basis of more than 80,000 counts taken from English. Early English Books Online, 
the 1690s value has been set to 1. This profile of adjacency usage, the purest syntactic type of ADP did, is both similar to and different from the one Eligard calculated for overall ADP did slash do, do slash did. We expect it to be different since this is a larger sample with many misses and false counts as well, and a subset of the syntax that Eligard considered. From this, we can see the absence of use in the 1470s, early strong development with William Caxton, see note 48 above, a jagged rise and peak use in the 1550s, a secondary peak in the 1590s, and a scallop-shaped drop-off to lower levels by the 1690s. Reader's note, see figure 3 in the online text. But what happened in the 16th century and beyond? Figure 4, an n-gram viewer chart, shows falling adjacency rates from already low 1,700 levels to 1,800. Levels in the 1820s were less than half of the 1,700 levels and about the same as present-day levels of usage. Data from the early 18th century in Google Books is uneven and less reliable. The early, small early 19th century rise in the chart might be attributable to the spread of emphatic do, but the rate of use during that time was barely higher than it was in the late 20th century when we have first-hand knowledge that there was effectively no ADP did usage. Taken together, figures 3 and 4 indicate that the rates in the 1550s were eight times what they were in the late 1820s. Eligard's value of 9.3 for the 1550s leads us to conclude that the rates were near 1% in the late 1820s. His value of 1.77% for the 50 years between 1650 and 1700 leads us to conclude that rates were around 0.5% by the 1820s. Either view means that the ADP did use was minimal, and of course nothing like it is in the Book of Mormon. Reader's note, please access figure 4, following ADP did adjacency rates in modern English, and figure 5, did minister versus ministered in modern English, in the online text. Figure 5 shows the rate of use of did minister versus past tense ministered. While Google Books data are not always trustworthy because of OCR errors and dating issues in the early 18th century in particular, they are sufficiently reliable for this analysis. They clearly show a sharp decline in the use of the paraphrasis did minister, which was used very heavily coming out of the early modern English era. The 18th century witnessed a sharp drop to below 10% on the graph. By 1830, it had neared 5%. This is further evidence of the demise of the syntax since this robust ADP did verb goes to zero. Please, reader's note, please see figure 6, did minister versus ministered in early modern English.
Early English Books Online, a more reliable database, gives us a profile, figure 6, of extremely high ADP did rates for this verb in the early modern English period, rising then dropping to 40% in the 1690s. Taken together, figures 5 and 6 suggest an ADP did minister rate of 2.5% by 1830. Additional Evidence of Vanishing ADP Did Next, we look at two single-author corpora. These provide further evidence that ADP Did died off in English and some evidence that it was weaker in America than in Great Britain. We will briefly consider ellipsis and adjacency, characteristic of the high-rate period of ADP Did, as well as their use of Did Go versus Went. Ellipsis. <clears throat> By the 1820s, Sir Walter Scott rarely used the elliptical paraphrasis. I have found five examples in a five-million-word corpus of his Waverley novels. Did wash and eat bread? Did bubble and sparkle? Contextually emphatic. Did heave and heave again? Did hone and moan? Hone equals delay, hesitate. Old Scott. Did promise and vow, in quotes, indicating a fixed phrase. I count these as ten instances of ADP did. There are 132 such counts in the Book of Mormon, which has only 5% as many words. Those figures point to Scott's ADP did usage rate being only 0.1%. That figure is too low, but it suggests the lack of use in his writing. The roughly contemporaneous American author Cooper has perhaps only one inverted example in a 4.5 million word corpus of his writings. 1849, The Sea Lions. In this spirit did Daggett and his crew now feel and act. That suggests an even lower rate for Cooper than for Scott and may mean that American rates were lower. Adjacency. Scott used the phrase did but followed by an infinitive 70 times and did indeed 20 times. According to Engram viewer, did but was more prevalent than did indeed until the year 1900. That shows idiomatic and emphatic use of the construction. He employed ADP did adjacency multiple times with a number of verbs, including these six come seven times, thinks five times, take five times, hear five times, love four times, make four times. I have estimated slash calculated his ADP did adjacency rate with these verbs to be approximately 0.4%. Cooper has multiple ADP did adjacency with the following verbs. Intend 8%. 8, succeed 7, exist 5, begin 4. I have estimated his adjacency rate with these verbs to be approximately 0.1%. Again, his American rate is lower than Scott's British rate. Did go versus went. These two authors never used did go for went except in set phrases, inverted subject did constructions and emphatic use.
Scott used went more than 900 times the fixed phrase, I did but go five times, and this counterfactual construction, I would choose, did I ever go a sea voyage? So his ADP did go rate was 0.65%, and his adjacency rate is zero. That tells us that a that robust ADP did usage was not a part of his language. In the case of Cooper, if we generously count five instances of did go, we still only obtain a 0.33% rate of ADP did go. This is half of Scott's British rate. Could this syntax have been present in 19th century upstate New York? In this section, we first discuss Rizansnan's analysis of 1640s and 1690s ADP did slash go usage in Massachusetts. His counting methodology was different, so I performed some sampled counting in order to achieve valid rate comparisons. In addition to excluding is slash was from counts, Rizanin did not count instances of have slash had or do slash did as cases of simple present tense and past tense usage, and he excluded inversion as well, so his approach was substantially different from Eligard's. Rizanin estimated that Keen used ADP do slash did in the 1640s at a 17.5% rate in his notes on sermons and church proceedings. And he calculated Keen's adverbial usage at 25%. I counted ADP syntax in two different sections of Keen's writings. One of the sections that I chose contained a passage that Rizanin indicated had concentrated usage of ADP do, do slash did. After carrying out 465 counts, I found that present tense and past tense rates were very close in these sections. Table 7 shows the past tense profile that I estimated for Keene. It suggests that Rizanin's approach yielded higher ADP do-slash-did rate, do rates than my county methodology adapted from Eligard. My estimate of Keene's rate is still fairly high, but it is markedly lower than Rizanin's figure, and well below the peak usage that we encounter in the Book of Mormon. In addition, Keene's adverbial rate is different and typical of the mid-17th century. I found no sustained usage of ADP do slash did in these two sections. Reader's note, please see Table 7, Keene's 1640 did rate profile in the printed text. In his paper on the language of Salem witchcraft trials, Rizanin unfortunately did not provide exact rates of use. What we can gather from his article, however, is that at this time, the Massachusetts North Shore rate may have been 60% higher than contemporary British rates. 
This would mean that some New Englanders may have had ADP did rates as high as 3% in the 1690s. As a result, this is evidence that 50 years after Keene, ADP did rates were lower in New England as they were in England in spoken language as well as in written. And this is especially probable since the observed Salem ADP do slash did rates were positively influenced by legal and emotive factors. While ADP do slash did may have persisted in this region more strongly than in neighboring areas, and perhaps more strongly than it did in much of England, it was still on the way out. In comparison with Keene by the 1690s, there had been further loss of this marked linguistic feature. So there was no linguistic maintenance. That in turn points to revival as a virtual impossibility. One particular North American dialect that is known to have been highly conservative, that is prone to resist language change, was unable to maintain the use of ADP do slash did, let alone revive it. Wagner has studied a Newfoundland dialect formed over time by colonists who began immigrating in the 17th century. They came from areas in the British Isles that maintained aspects of ADP do slash did syntax in their dialects. But despite the conservative nature of the Newfoundland speech community, these immigrants soon abandoned the use. Wagner views that as having been generally applicable. In other words, similar loss of use resulted in other dialects that might have initially employed some ADP syntax in colonial America. According to her analysis, eradication of ADP do slash did resulted by contact with the many neighboring dialects that employed a typical simple past tense system. Moreover, the strong influence of King James English, 1.7% ADP did, would have applied consistent leveling pressure in all dialects against heavy use throughout the 18th century. The revival of ADP do slash did is highly doubtful, in part because of the influence of the King James Bible. The construction arose in the 14th century and 15th century at the same time that interrogative and negative paraphrastic do slash did emerged. The latter syntax grew rapidly and strongly in the 16th century, and that is when ADP's do slash did surged in popularity, but only for a time. The growth appears to be related, see figure 2. However, by the 18th century, there was no such concomitant increase in usage occurring that could have revived the use of ADP do slash did. By then, paraphrastic do slash did with negation and questions was established and grammaticalized, and ADP do slash did had become moribund. From then on, only the emphatic use of ADP do slash did spread, exemplified by the rise of did in fact plus infinitive around the year 1800. We do know, note that English facilitated 
that English vacillated in the late 1500s and early 1600s. As to whether ADP do-slash-did would follow negative and interrogative syntax, it ultimately returned to very low rates by the early 1700s. As a specimen of 1820s New England ADP did use, we have the Vermonter Ethan Smith's view of the Hebrews. The connection of this text with the Book of Mormon is well known in certain circles, since view of the Hebrews has been claimed by various people to have served as a model for the composition of the Book of Mormon. It is apparent that some of the book's language reflects Ethan Smith's own usage, and the Joseph Smith family would have shared some of the same linguistic features given their proximity. Pulteney is on the New York state line and 50 miles from Sharon. This article speaks to that issue in some depth. I will note at this point that there is no superficial similarity in the terms of ADP did rates between the Book of Mormon and View of the Hebrews. Ethan Smith's book does not have much ADP did usage at all, and the texts are negatively correlated in overall and deep patterns of use. See tables 12 and 16. High rates of ADP did in the 16th century. While Eligard did not differentiate periphrastic do-slash-did syntax by tense, most of his counts necessarily involved ADP syntax. In the course of his research, he found several texts that used ADP do-slash-did at high rates, mentioning three authors who used it 20% of the time or more, Thomas Elliott, Andrew Board, and Henry Matchin. As shown previously, I have found several more. Thus, the texts that Eligard found with robust ADP do-slash-did syntax are not isolated anomalies. Thomas Elliott Thomas Elliott employed fairly high levels of ADP do-slash-did in the 1530s. I have estimated his ADP did rate at 22% in his early dietary book. There are many more present tense counts in this text than past tense counts. Elliott's ADP do rate is 25%, 173 counts, confirming the estimated 22% ADP did rate as reasonably accurate calculated on the basis of only 18 counts, all this based on only 13% text sampling. ADP did percent 22, adjacency 94, inversion 2, adverbial 4. Andrew Board Oxford Educated Board employed ADP did approximately 50% of the time in the 1540s. Here are some representative examples from his early travel book. 1542 Board Introduction of Knowledge 203. When they did come to the place, the young man did speak and said, I am not dead. 1542, Board, Introduction of Knowledge, page 145. Pascal the Plain did write and 
preach manifest things that were open in the face of the world to rebuke sin. With the which matter I have nothing to do, for I do speak of many countries and regions. The second passage has an elliptical case of ADP did and an instance of ADP do. There are also two finite verbs used simply, were and have. The verbs e, he, the verbs be and have are never used paraphrastically in this text, and be is not used that way in other texts of the period. ADP did have is rare in the online English dictionary. I have found this one. 1609 Skeen translated quote Q-U-O-N attach X-X-I-I-I um, section 11 providing that the husband man did have of him the oct part of one of any dot which of land The Early English Books Online database has at least six examples. The scarcity of did have in the textual record tells us that it was rare in the 16th century. One word had was strongly preferred, and so were other high-frequency past-tense verb forms like said. The King James Bible does not use didst have. In contrast, the... Book of Mormon uses did have 19 times, an estimated ADP rate of 11%. Alma 46.38, for the space of four years, did they have much peace and rejoicing in the church? Helaman 6.9, they did have an exceeding plenty of gold and of silver. Eligard appears to have counted have when it functioned as a main verb despite its extensive invariance. I have also counted main verb have, but not auxiliary have. The one exclusion besides be that I have made in the case of the Book of Mormon is in the fixed phrase, it came to pass. I have calculated board's ADP do slash did rate at 50%. 472 counts. Present tense equals 49%. Past tense equals 52%. These numbers are not based on sampling, but on full counts with the exclusions noted. The Book of Mormon's ADP rate is roughly half of birds. ADP did percentage 52, adjacency 93, inversion 2, adverbial 5. Henry Machen, another author mentioned by Eligard with regard, with respect to high rates of ADP did use, was Henry Machen. He wrote frequent diary entries for almost 14 years while living in London before his death in late 1563, probably from the plague. His ADP did usage rate was 20%, 403 of 2017 counts. And he used did preach at a very high rate, 93%. The Book of Mormon also uses did preach at a high rate, 
78%. Machen's extensive use of did preach suggests that it was a strong tendency for some speakers during his time. The Book of Mormon matches that high usage rate. And English Early English Books Online provides cross-verification. Here are some relevant samples. 1483, Caxton, G. De La Tour, D. V.J.B. How Sith late a holy man did preach thereof. 1529, S. Fish, A Supplication for the Beggars, 22. Seeing there were such profound clerks and ancient fathers, bishops, and students in the same, which did teach and preach unto the people continually. 1560-1, Machen Diary, Camden, 249. Parson Vernon, the Frenchman, did preach there, for he was parson there and was minister. Mosiah eighteen seven and Alma did preach and and Alma did teach them and did preach unto them. Eligard observed the following of Machen's three hundred seventy do instances, two hundred sixteen involved the verb preach. The simple verb preach occurs only half a dozen times. If preach is disregarded, Machen's frequent C figure becomes 8%, which is not abnormally high for his period. With the benefit of recent scholarship, I have counted 239 instances of did preach and 17 of preached, 34 more than Eligard found. Excluding those 256 counts from the total ADP did counts that I made from Machen's diary, we obtain a 10% overall rate slightly above Eligard's estimate. His point about one verb unduly influencing Machen's ADP did rate is reasonable, since 56% of the ADP did counts come from the verb preach. The King James Bible has the same issue with the verb eat, but not to the same extent. 22% of its ADP did counts. On the other hand, no verb in the Book of Mormon makes up more than 3% of ADP did usage. In determining Machen's ADP did profile, I have excluded 54 counts of did preach so that this verb does not make up more than 50% of ADP did counts. ADP did percentage, 18. Adjacency, 96.2. Inversion, 3.3. Adverbial, 0.5. Ellipsis, percentage, 1.4. Machen never used did die, always died, 130 times. The Book of Mormon does likewise. 36 times it has simple past died, but it never has did die. In addition, died occurred 13 times within eight words of it came to pass. This is perhaps significant since ADP did is used 300 times within eight words of it came to pass. Hence, we might expect at least one occurrence of did die in that context. 
That being the case, the exclusive use of simple past tense did uh, simple past tense died appears to qualify as another match of the Book of Mormon with identifiable mid sixteenth century usage. Next, we consider two texts not mentioned in Elagard's works. We have seen examples from these books. John Daniel. John Daniel's translation from Spanish, an excellent comfort to all Christians, has a rate of use that is similar to Board's, and his writing is relatively late in time as far as peak use of ADP did is concerned. Here, the usage profile based on full counts, 672 total. ADP did percentage, 51. Adjacency, 86.9. Inversion, 6. Adverbial, 8.1. Ellipsis percentage, 21.2. Two excerpts from this book with concentrated did usage have been given above. Here are three more passages with a considerable amount of ellipsis. Page 87, four examples of ellipsis. But yet the children and disciples of God, armed with confidence and affiance in God, and patience by the only words of the gospel, did convince and overthrow to the ground all the power and potency of them, of them all as well the principles as the rest, and by believing truly in the gospel, they did fight with and overthrow all the sublimate and supreme highness that did rise and repugn against them, and Christ their head in them. They did overcome captive to captivity, and did bring a great number to be ruled. Page 109, two examples, one with distant ellipsis. But yet his crucifiers in most despiteous or spiteful manner and sign of mockery did make him naked, despoiling him of his apparel, and did clothe him at their pleasure with purple, and did put a reed in his hand and a crown of sharp thorns upon his bare tender head. They did wound and buffet his tender body with most cruel blows and stripes of fists and rip, whip. Page 120, A Mixture of Use The Holy Ghost saith by the po- Apostle St. Paul that all those which God did know and acknowledge he did predestinate because they should be conformable and like in shape unto the image of his Son. And those which were predestinate he did call. Those which he called he also justified, and those which he justified he did glorify. So that of necessity those which he did predestinate he did also glorify. And the way and means to come to be glorified, is to be called and justified by passions and crosses, to be conform and like unto his Son. I have estimated the present tense ADP due rate of this book to be 42%, 9% less than the past tense rate. So this text has a higher past tense rate, something we also see in the Book of Mormon. 
I have also found a similar tense distinction in A Profitable and Necessary Doctrine, 1555, a book by another author with very high rates of ADP did. William Marshall. In 1534, a Latin work by Erasmus was translated by William Marshall. His English translation is an example of high ADP did usage before Tyndale's death and around the same time as Eliot. Here is the overall breakdown of use that I estimated following Elagard's sampling method. Full did counts, 216 total, sampled past tense counts. ADP did percentage, 38. Adjacency, 75.1. Inversion, 7.7. Adverbial, 19.5. Ellipsis percentage, 18.6. Summary. The presence of high-rate ADP did syntax found in these texts tells us that the corresponding rate in the Book of Mormon was close to the syntactic preferences of some English speakers and writers during the mid-16th century. The Book of Mormon is within the attested range of use, higher than some texts and lower than some texts that have been considered here. Therefore, it is a fitting match with English language of this time period. Table 8 presents the exceptional use of ADP did that we have just noted. It indicates the rate of ADP did adjacency in each text. This is a rigorous measure of the syntax. Only texts employing high rates of both ADP did and adjacency can exceed the 20% level. The Book of Mormon is a member of this group. Reader's note, please see Table 8, High Rate ADP Did Texts, in the printed version. ADP Did Rates with Individual Verbs Elagard found that ADP Do slash Did Rates with Individual Verbs could be idiosyncratic across texts. He mentions Did Preach, slash, slay, slash, understand, slash, succeed, slash, appear, slash, think, slash, eat, as favorites for different authors. The latter, did eat, is the favored form in the King James Bible, 97.5%. Clear favorites in the Book of Mormon include did cease, slash, preach, dead, slash, minister, slash, prosper. These four verbs are all used at rates above 70% in the text, and they all show above-average usage rates during the early modern English era. We have seen that did minister was particularly robust, and we have noted the correspondence of did preach and died between Manchin's diary and the Book of Mormon. High-frequency disfavored verbs in the Book of Mormon include did see slash begin slash say slash behold slash become. Those five verbs are all used at rates below 5%. Three of these verbs, begin slash say slash become, are not used paraphrastically very often in early modern English as well. But did see shows medium usage and did behold was used quite heavily. 
So of the nine Book of Mormon verbs just mentioned, seven of them correlate well with early modern English usage rates. ADP did syntax with two high-frequency motion verbs, go and come, was disfavored in early modern English, and it is also below average in the Book of Mormon. But the text still employs did go and did come at a fairly high rate, excluding it came to pass, especially did go. The paraphrasis was never very common in the early modern English era. According to early English books online, adjacency use peaked for did go below 2% in the 1650s. Went was always strongly preferred. Figure 7 shows that the rate in 1690 was 0.6%. By way of comparison, another high-frequency verb, take, had a peak ADP did rate of 7% in the 1550s. Still, by the 1690s, ADP did take was only used 1% of the time. Thus, individual verbs followed their own path, and their usage profile can depart significantly from the overall early modern English profile. Reader's note, please see figure 7, did go versus went in early modern English, in the online text. Table 9 contains a summary of the correspondence between early modern English and the Book of Mormon in relation to the verbs mentioned in this and preceding sections. The best correspondences are at the top. Ten of thirteen verbs align well with the early modern English period. Most more trustworthy figures for all verbs will be available in coming years with better databases. At that point in time, we will be able to carry out reliable correlations more fully between Book of Mormon usage and early modern English usage for individual verbs. Reader's note, please see Table 9, Correspondences Among Individual ADP Did Verbs, in the written online text. Elagard's Observations During Tyndale's formative years, ADP do slash did was emerging, but still little used, under 1.5%. Nielsen and Skousen studied the relationship between Tyndale's translations and King James English. They put forward the notion that the 1611 biblical text may follow Tyndale's language as much as 84% of the time in the New Testament, and 76% of the time in relevant Old Testament portions. The fact that much of the King James Bible borrows from Tyndale syntax makes the low rate of ADP did in the biblical text understandable. Had the King James translators followed the syntax of the year 1600, they would have used ADP did more often, probably at a 5% rate close to the average rate Elagard calculated for, 17, for 1575 to 1625. In discussing the King James Bible and his sampling of it, Elagard wrote, In the affirmative declarative group, we find 79 instances of do, 1.3%, which is somewhat less than the average for the early 17th century. 
It would, however, be rash to conclude from this that the authorized version represents an advanced stage with regard to the use of do, for in the negative group the figure is 19, 10%, in affirmative questions 36, 24%, and in negative questions 20, 58%. This means that do is used in the same way in the King James Bible as in the early 16th century. The influence, partly intermediate, of Tyndale's translation is thus clearly discernible in the use of do. There are also many exact correspondences in the two versions, Tyndale's and the King James. Therefore, largely because of its heavy reliance on Tyndale's translations, the early, 16th, the early 17th century biblical text reflects the early 16th century in its usage. On the other hand, the ADP did rate of the Book of Mormon exceeds the average use of any time period estimated by Elagard and matches texts that exhibit peak use from the middle of the 16th century, mainly after Tyndale's death. Thus, the exceptional short-lived peak use of ADP did in the middle of the 16th century means that only that stage of the English language matches a significant portion of Book of Mormon syntax. Figure 8 shows a brief dramatic rise in ADP do-slash-did usage, followed by a swift drop-off and then tapering of use. Reflecting usage before the rise, the King James Bible used the syntax at less than a 2% rate. Reflecting usage after the drop-off, Jonathan, Jonathan Swift in the first half of the 18th century employed the syntax less than 0.25% of the time, Elagard's estimate. And we have seen that Scott and Cooper barely used the syntax in the early 19th century. Consequently, no one in the 1820s, except for an early modern English linguistic scholar with information akin to Elagard's 20th century in-depth knowledge, would have been aware of the peak usage rates of ADP did that prevailed during a small window of time roughly between the years 1535 and 1590. Reader's note, please see figure 8, ADP did rates and correspondences. Elagard stated the following, It is not until the end of the 15th century that the do form becomes widely used in prose texts. From then on, it spreads fast for about two generations. It becomes the highest fashion among the educated sections of the community. The old Caxton, as well as prelates and preachers, helped to popularize it. The construction was in line with what seems to be a general tendency toward analytic expressions in the language. What is meant by, quote, analytic, end quote, in this context is that in the early modern English period, the language used two-word paraphrases like did give instead of one word gave to a greater degree than it had in Middle English. Past tense gave is all is known as a, quote, synthetic, end quote, verb form, expressing the notion of single quote, give, end single quote, and past tense with only one word. For example, 
quote, Book of Mormon, end quote, is analytic. Quote, Mormon's book, end quote, synthetic. There is clearly an analytical tendency found in the book generally. For instance, quote, rod of iron, end quote, occurs eight times, never, quote, iron rod, end quote. And ADP did fits perfectly within that style. It also makes sense that ADP did would be used in a religious text, since according to Elagard's prelates and pastor, according to Elagard, quote, prelates and pa- preachers, end quote, favored its use during its rise. Quote, in the early 16th century, the use of dew probably continued to be more frequent with learned writers and people of high social rank than with others, end quote. So the usage cannot be reasonably viewed as low, but neither is it to be viewed as something that the that only the upper segment of English society used throughout its short run. Quote, it is doubtful whether the frequent use of dew should still be looked upon as chiefly literary in the middle of the 16th century, at which time the literary fashion, now half a century old or more, should have had time to work itself out to be picked up by other sections of the community. We note, for example, that Machen uses do remarkably often in his diary, which certainly has no literary pretensions, end quote. Elagard's observations inform us about those involved in the development of ADP did long ago, and this hints at why this particular syntax might be used so heavily in the Book of Mormon. It may have been chosen to adopt a plain syntax that is more appropriate for a formal religious text in light of its historical development. The plainness of the syntax follows from its use of unmarked infinitival stems along with high frequency did and didst, as well as usage such as they did beat, which is unambiguously past tense, as opposed to opaque, they beat. Later scriptural style authors and ADP did syntax. What about pseudo-biblical writings of the late 18th and early 19th century? Some of these have been claimed to have served as a model for the Book of Mormon's composition. What sort of ADP did usage do they contain? Richard Snowden Snowden wrote The American Revolution in the late 18th century. We find that he hardly used ADP did, estimated at close to 1%, 1,300-plus past tense verbs. And when he did use the paraphrasis, it was in a constrained modern way with one exception. Here are 11 examples of ADP did in his book. The subjects are in small caps taken from about 350 short pages. And many other things did they do. 49. The captives thou didst take with thy sword. 59. Thus did many of the people forsake the chief captain. 120. They spared not, neither did they pity. 174. Neither did his countenance change. 210. Neither did they deride the servants, 244. Thus did the men of Britain stir up the sect of the Tories, 
269 through 70. Thus did the people encourage each other, 279. In the second month did the men of Britain land, 287. On the same night did Horatio go forth, 298. On the same day did Nathaniel take upon him the office of chief captain, page 315. Snowden almost always used did with inversion, did plus subject plus infinitive word order. This is syntax that can still be encountered today, but it is restricted in use. We employ it with phrases such as, quote, not only did you, end quote, and often with ellipsis of the infinitive after certain adverbials, as in, quote, neither did I, end quote, or, quote, so did you, end quote. The only time Snowden used the paraphrasis in typical 16th century style was when he wrote, thou didst take, thereby avoiding tookest. The King James Bible frequently did this, and the Book of Mormon did so as well, but less often. The canonical word order, subject plus did plus infinitive, was much more common in the 16th century than the inverted order. It was found on average more than 90% of the time throughout much of the century. For example, Board used inversion only twice, 2%. Nicholas Harpsfield, in his Life of Sir Thomas More, 1557, used it more often, but only about 20% of the time, Elagard's counts. However, John Studley, in the Pageant, of Paper, the Pageant of Popes, 1574, translating John Bale, used inversion only 2% of the time, despite ADP did rates below 10% based on 50% sampling. The bottom line is that besides thou didst take, Snowden always used did plus subject plus infinitive. He thus marked his own text, perhaps unwittingly, as a late 18th century effort. In contrast, the Book of Mormon employed such inversion less than 5% of the time, So the texts are patently different in this regard, as well as in percentage use of ADP did. Gilbert Hunt. Next, we consider Hunt's The Late War, written in, quote, ancient historical style, end quote. We find that he used ADP did more often than Snowden. I have estimated Hunt's usage at approximately 2%. 1,100 plus past tense verbs. Again, when he did use the paraphrasis, it was with inversion, with only one exception. Here are the 23 examples of ADP found, of ADP did in the book, taken from about 290 short pages, two elliptical cases, four counts. Neither did the people cast him into the den of lions, 31. So did the evils increase which surrounded them, 53. Neither did the sick and afflicted, the sick and wounded escape, 77. And in the sight of their own havens did they do these things, 88. So did he return to his wickedness, 116. With the points of their swords did they torment him, 120. 
neither did their footsteps follow after warfare. 122. Day after day and night after night did they annoy them. 141. Then did the gallant Perry leap into his cockboat. 163. Then did the enemies of Columbia weep. 165. Even at the age of three score did he go out against the enemies of Columbia. 170. Thus did the men of Columbia triumph over them and conquer them. 187. For although the king did put the instruments of death into our hands, neither did he uh, 189. Neither did he expect mercy. 203. Quickly did the weapons of murder disturb and trouble the general silence. 218. Neither did the men of war they counted upon arrive in time. 230. Thus did he stamp his own name with infamy. Infamy. 233. Thus did he encourage the people 276. Thus for an hundred days did the people of New York prosper, um, prepare themselves. Uh, 278. Twice did the host of Britain come against the entrenchments. 296. Thus did the children of Columbia praise the Lord. 305. Notice the frequent use of neither so and thus before did. The sole use of subject plus did word order is the king did put. Twice Hunt used two infinitives after the auxiliary. Did triumph and conquer and did disturb and trouble. In these two cases he imitated 16th century ADP did syntax well. Acts 2.40 and with many other words did he testify and exhort. Ethan Smith. Ethan Smith's view of the Hebrews has a similar example. He combined inversion with two intervening adverbials. 1823, E. Smith, view of the Hebrews. Long did the church, while they walked, there see and enjoy peace. We have seen that the Book of Mormon combines inversion with an adverbial once in Messiah 11, verse 14, and that the American author Cooper also employed the construction. It is not too hard to find early modern English examples of this. Neither did he so much as hide this from them. Table 10 contains Ethan Smith's uses of ADP did, taken from about 160 pages. Nearly half of these are clearly emphatic, and one is exclamatory. That construction is syntactically similar to an interrogative. See, for instance, Psalm 78, verse 40, end quote. Indeed, and in fact, are often found in view of the Hebrews with did, never in the Book of Mormon. In fact, is not found in the text, and indeed only twice in a biblical passage in 2 Nephi 16, verse 9, See Isaiah 6, verse 9. Those are emphatic uses and did cease is certainly emphatic when the larger context is considered. 
The one I count as a canonical case of ADP did is did cut. And even that one may be emphatic since it closely follows did indeed come. Reader's note, please see table 10, ADP did counts in view of the Hebrews, which is in the online text. The overall use of non-emphatic ADP did in view of the Hebrews is thus low, only 0.6%, 8 out of an estimated 1,400 past tense verbs. There seems to be three countable instances with inverted subject did word order. Beyond those, I have also included six counts with intervening adverbials. Here is Ethan Smith's profile of use compared with 16th century values. Um, Please see the online table. ADP did syntax in view of the Hebrews is nothing like what we find in the 16th century, the Book of Mormon, or even the King James Bible. Over 90% of the time did and its infinitive occur together in the Book of Mormon. That is not the case in the view of the Hebrews or in any of the scriptural type style texts just analyzed. The opposite is true. They are very different from the Book of Mormon in overall percentage use of ADP did and in their patterns of use. Besides his use of in fact, Ethan Smith also marks his text as a 19th century product by using exceedingly found, page 13. The short form exceeding was almost always used in early modern English before adjectives. The L-Y form could be used with with verbal past participles. For example, exceeding great is found 99.8% of the time through the 1690s. That is where the earliest text of the Book of Mormon always has, unless there is a clause of component exceedingly anxious that, exceedingly desirous to overtake us. There are only instances of exceeding fond found in early English books online, one with a causal complement. I am exceeding fond to humor him. Ngram Viewer shows that the long form exceedingly overtook exceeding as the favored form to qualify adjectives in the 1770s. It also shows that did in fact plus affirmative emerged around the years 1800 and that did indeed plus infinitive is an exceptional case since its rate of use did not diminish over time in the modern period. Both of these phrases are, of course, emphatic expressions and good indicators of the spread of that use. Tabular Comparisons Table 2 contains the overall percentage use of ADP did in relation to total past tense counts, as well as the breakdown of the use of the syntax. The table shows that those who consciously wrote in scriptural style close to the year 1800 came fairly close to 
the ADP did syntax rate of the King James Bible. But these pseudo-biblical authors do not do well in matching biblical parameters of adjacency, inversion, and intermediate adverbial use. So if they superficially approach the biblical rate at a deeper level in their syntax, they did not approach its profile of use. For the most part, Snowden, Hunt, and Ethan Smith only employed syntax whose vestiges remain in present-day English. Please see Table 11, Pseudo-Biblical ADP Did Rates Compared with the King James Version and the Book of Mormon. Table 12 contains the correlation of these figures. The Book of Mormon is negatively correlated with each of these pseudo-biblical texts. But the worst match is with the view of the Hebrews. Statistically speaking, there is no significant relationship between any of these texts. At the very least, we can conclude from this that many other texts are more likely to have served as a model for the Book of Mormon. Tabular Comparisons Table 11 contains the overall percentage use of ADP did in relation to total past tense counts, as well as the breakdown of use of the syntax. The table shows that those who conscientiously wrote in scriptural style close to the year 1800 came fairly close to the ADP did syntax rate of the King James Bible. But these pseudo-biblical authors did not do well in matching biblical parameters of adjacency, inversion, and intervening adverbial use. So if they superficially approached the biblical rate at a deeper level in their syntax, they did not approach its profile of use. For the most part, Snowden, Hunt, and Ethan Smith only employed syntax whose vestiges remain in present-day English. Please see Table 11, Pseudo-Biblical ADP Did Rates Compared with the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon. Table 12 contains the correlations of these values, of these figures. The Book of Mormon is negatively correlated with each of these pseudo-biblical texts, but the worst match is with the view of the Hebrews. Statistically speaking, there is no significant relationship between any of these texts. At the very least, we can conclude from this that many other texts are more likely to have served as a model for the Book of Mormon. See Table 12, ADP Did Correlations Percentage with Scriptural Style Texts. These findings are meaningful because the past tense makes up a significant component of these books' syntax, being used hundreds, even thousands of times. In certain sections, the past tense could be said to comprise the fabric of these texts. And because it's pervasive, ADP did patterns constitute a good marker of authorial origins. These pseudo-biblical texts are very weakly correlated with the King James Version, the Book of Mormon, and the King, the King James Bible. The Book of Mormon and the King James Bible correlate more strongly. So the unlettered laborer, Joseph Smith, matched biblical usage in this regard much more closely than better educated writers did. 
Table 13 shows the ADP did profiles of seven high-rate 16th century texts along with 16th century averages. See Table 13, ADP did profiles of high-rate texts. Table 14 contains the correlations. On average, the Book of Mormon matches high-rate texts and 16th century averages better than the King James Bible. Statistically speaking, the match is significant with five of these texts, and the matching is at a deep level. The Book of Mormon is aligned with these 16th century texts in terms of adjacency, inversion, and intervening adverbial use. Table 14, ADP did correlations percentage with high-rate texts. Included are two texts whose ADP did rate is closer to the biblical text. Again, the correlation that I have performed weights the breakdown in use more heavily than the overall ADP did rate, so the King James Bible could have been closer in correlation to these texts if their rates of adjacency, inversion, and adverbial use had been a better match. Despite this, the 1574 text is more closely correlated with the Book of Mormon than it is with the King James Bible. However, neither scriptural text shows a significant relationship with the lower rate 1574 text. Of course, the 1611 King James Bible is undoubtedly a close match with other texts from the early 16th century. However, the point being made here is that the Book of Mormon is a close match with the usage patterns of certain high-rate texts from this time period. A significant relationship exists between them in terms of ADP did. Tables 15 and 16 list ADP did rates and correlations for three parts of the Pearl of Great Price. Their ADP did rates are all low nothing like what is seen in the Book of Mormon. But Moses correlates well with it because they both have high rates of adjacency. Joseph Smith's history has only inversion. Abraham had very little data. Only two counts of ADP did. Please see Table 15, ADP did rates in the, book, in the Pearl of Great Price, and Table 16, Correlations percentage with the Pearl of Great Price. As far as ADP did is concerned, Moses seems biblical, Abraham does not have enough data, and Joseph Smith history is modern in character. It correlates significantly with Snowden and Hunt. 100% P less than 1%. On the other hand, it does not correlate with the view of the Hebrews. 12%. So the theory of Joseph Smith as author relying substantially on Ethan Smith fails in terms of ubiquitous past tense syntax on two counts, and the negative correlation of Joseph Smith history with the Book of Mormon also indicates that Joseph Smith did not have ADP did as part of his idiolect. <laughs> Inversion and intervening adverbials. 
Table 11 shows that more than 90% of Snowden's and Hunt's examples involve inversion, but Elagard observed that this construction was on average less common in early modern English than the one with intervening adverbs. We can look at 16th century quotations in the online English dictionary for confirmation. It has five with did plus subject inversion with two following infinitives. But there are 15 with adverbs intervening between did and two following infinitives. So the dictionary's database confirms Elagard's observations. He estimated inversion at less than 5% for the first 75 years of the 16th century. But he found that the inversion rate jumped during the last quarter of the century to 12%, continuing to rise thereafter. Consequently, the Book of Mormon, with its low rate of inversion, followed mid-16th century usage in this regard. On the other hand, Hunt and Snowden followed the usage of the turn of the 19th century with nearly complete inversion. But view of the Hebrews does have more adverbial use than inversion. However, Ethan Smith employed too much of both types, and therefore had very little adjacency, so his text is not a good match with earlier usage. Such arcane patterns of use are exceedingly difficult to mimic centuries after the fact, when one's native speaker intuitions are at odds with prior syntactic usage patterns. The Book of Mormon has 69 examples of ADP did with two or more following infinitives. 63 of those involve adjacency. Three times it has inversion, and three times it has an intervening adverbial. Inversion, 1 Nephi 9 verse 1. All these things did my father see and hear and speak as he dwelt in a tent. 1 Nephi 10 verse 15. After this manner of language did my father prophesy and speak unto my brethren, and also many more things. 1 Nephi 17 verse 22. After this manner of language did my brethren murmur and complain against us. Intervening adverbials. Alma 55 verse 27. And it came to pass that they did, notwithstanding all the intrigues of the Lamanites, keep and protect all the prisoners. Helaman eleven thirty two, and the robbers did still increase and wax strong, insomuch that they did defy the whole armies of the Nephites and also of the Lamanites. Ether two verse two, and they did also lay snares and catch fowls of the air. Hence, there is no discernible pattern for use in the Book of Mormon in this respect. The text breaks slightly from the 16th century in that it has a little more inversion than intervening adverbial use, similar to the London diarist Henry Machen. The King James Bible breaks decisively. See above tables. Elagard estimated subject do slash did inversion at 4.6% for the third quarter of the 16th century, when ADP did usage peaked in English. I have carefully counted did plus subject inversion in the Book of Mormon, 89 counts. This represents a 4.8% rate, a very close match with Elagard's estimate. 
This constitutes additional supporting evidence that ADP did in the Book of Mormon is a match with usage from this time period. From this we may conclude that the poor mimicry that the Book of Mormon has been thought to demonstrate, by some, is in all likelihood not mimicry. It is much more likely that the text is a result of independent, expert, early modern English authorship. It should be noted that when we examine intervening adverbial usage for the third quarter of the 16th century, there is a difference between Elagard's estimates for this same period and the Book of Mormon rate, 13.3% versus 3.6%, early modern English versus the Book of Mormon. But four of the high ADP did texts use intervening adverbial elements at a rate that is very close to that, to what is found in the Book of Mormon. See the last column in Table 13 above. So several high-rate texts are aligned in their use of intervening adverbials. Generally speaking, when ADP did, usage rates were very high. Elements did not frequently intervene between did and its infinitive. As a result, because the King James Bible's overall rate was low, it was more apt to employ syntax with intervening subjects and adverbials than any of the high-rate ADP did texts. Did the King James Bible serve as a model? Could the King James Bible have been a model for the ADP did syntax in the Book of Mormon? No. The correlation of ADP did rates for 75 individual verbs in the King James Bible and in the Book of Mormon is weak, 30%. P is less than 1%. Performing a similar correlation between Machen's diary from the 1550s and 60s and the Book of Mormon yields a relatively strong correlation of 79%. 12 verbs, P equals less than... No, P equals greater than one-half percent. P is less than greater... P equals is less than one-half percent. Table 17 outlines some of the conspicuous differences between the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon. Please see Table 17, some notable ADP did differences in the written text. On 19th century composition... I find it hard to support the notion that Joseph Smith could have produced the Book of Mormon's affirmative past tense syntax with did. Simply put, he did not have the grammatical knowledge to be able to compose the narrative using high-rate 16th century ADP did syntax. Adjacency usage is frequent in the text and much less frequent in the King James Bible. The specific syntax was a rare phenomenon in English that flourished briefly and died off, and the construction is remote in time, its early distinctive patterns confined to a few decades in the 16th century. Moreover, over the centuries there was a dramatic shift in rates of adjacency, inversion, and intervening adverbial use with did. This has made it extremely difficult for modern English writers to successfully imitate those aspects of the syntax. Finally, Elagard did not find a text outside of the 16th century, 
not having examined the Book of Mormon, with 20 plus percent ADP did adjacency. There are outliers as late as the 1670s, but it is highly likely that there is no text from the modern era besides the Book of Mormon that contains this particular high-rate ADP did syntax. All this means that the its production by Smith or any of his proposed associates in the 1820s was virtually impossible. Another implication of ADP did in the Book of Mormon is that it argues directly against loose control of the translation. Under that theory, would there have been 27% ADP did rates with high levels of adjacency and low amounts of subject did inversion? No. Would there have been 10% usage or even 5% usage? No. Would there have been 2% usage of ADP did? Maybe. Under loose control, we would expect either biblical patterns, about 2%, or 1820 syntax, about 1%. That is, did used for emphasis and contracts, and contrast and with heavy doses of subject did inversion. This array of use is, of course, lacking in the Book of Mormon. Loose control theorists must view Smith as so imbued with King James English and its modes of expression that he was able to produce many of its structures in his dictation. But had Smith been using the biblical text as a model for past tense narration, either consciously or subconsciously, then the most likely conclusion is that he would have used the paraphrases no more than 2% of the time, since that is the observed biblical rate. Furthermore, he would have used much more inversion and much less adjacency, since that is what is found in the King James Bible, and that is what his own dialect of English would have demanded. And if Smith had followed his own language for past tense verbal expression, then he would have used the paraphrasis at an even lower rate. Conceivable Biblical Explanations Let us suppose that Joseph Smith, in dictating the Book of Mormon text in the late 1820s, used King James' ADP didst usage as a model for the text. The figures in Table 18 suggest this to be a conceivable explanation for ADP did syntax in the Book of Mormon, since biblical ADP didst rates are close to Book of Mormon ADP did rates. Please see Table 18 in the online text. Presumably, Smith would have had to consult the large two-part Cruden's Concordance extensively, isolating second-person singular, didst when used in ADP syntax, and counting the number of times second-person sing, second singular uh, past tense main verbs were used. This, of course, would have been extremely difficult to do 200 years ago. In contrast, today it is a straight, fairly straightforward matter to make these counts as long as one has sufficient grammatical expertise. A degree of interpretation is required, but for the most part, we can use a computer to quickly isolate and count qualifying words that end in ed. 
However, it would have been very difficult using an alphabetically arranged concordance to find at least 90 second um, person singular past tense verb forms and to accurately make 360 or so counts. This is because Cruden's concordance did not have a reversed word alphabetical listing. Furthermore, not only would it have been hard to make a complete and accurate count, but their inflammation would have been a monumental task that would have necessarily stretched over years. Joseph Smith did not have a monk-like assistant tallying usage and keeping track of esoteric patterns of use. He only had scribes with at best second-rate spelling. We have seen that well-educated contemporaries failed to match King James' English in this regard. That evidence alone is sufficient to put to rest the notion that this would have been an easily achievable task. In addition, we note the following items. The Book of Mormon has a 71.5% ADP didst rate. Why does it have triple the King James Bible's ADP didst rate if the biblical rate of 23% had been painstakingly calculated and consciously used as a model. Verb forms lack second-person singular past tense inflection five times in the Book of Mormon against obvious King James usage. The Book of Mormon apparently apparently followed an independent early early, early modern English option and used four non-biblical verb forms Thou received, had, beheld, did. The auxiliary adopts an unmarked shape twice in the text. Why don't we find receivest, hadst, beheldest, and didst in second-person singular contexts if the King James Bible's ADP didst rate had been consciously and carefully used as a template? The King James Bible employs inversion 10% of the time with ADP didst, but the Book of Mormon has half the inversion rate in ADP did syntax. Had the King James Bible been used as a model, we would expect higher rates of inversion in the Book of Mormon, especially since the King James Bible has 30% inversion with ADP did. In short, had the King James Bible been followed in this regard, why are there so many clear differences in specifics and in patterns of use? When dozens of verbs are considered, it is plain that the Book of Mormon is independent from King James English in its ADP did use, see Table 20 in the appendix. Furthermore, the Book of Mormon is consistent with the patterns of use found in texts that employ ADP did at high rates from the middle of the 16th century. It has much less subject did inversion and significantly higher rates of use of ADP didst than the biblical text. A comparison of ADP did rates and ADP didst rates in the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible exhibit independence but a positive correlation. In other words, ADP did is lower than ADP didst in each text, and Book of Mormon rates are higher than each corresponding rate in the King James Bible. This relationship 
points to a match in both texts with external early modern English syntax tendencies, but from different time periods. Another biblical explanation involves considering what Joseph Smith might have used that Joseph Smith might have used ADP did heavily on the analogy of did eat in the King James Bible. This paraphrasis occurs 19 times in Genesis and 32 times in the New Testament. And did eat and drink is found three times in Genesis. Table 19 has the profile of use of did eat with King James Bible if we consider a surrounding context of 11 words compared with John Daniel's translation of 1576, an excellent comfort to all Christians. These figures correlate at nearly 100%. Of course, this is an artificial profile that I have created for the King James Bible, easily done in today's digital age, but difficult to do 200 years ago. Please see Table 19, a concocted ADP did eat profile from the King James Bible. We wrote that did st- Eat is found 117 times in the King James Bible, but simple past eight only three times. As a result, the paraphrasis overwhelms the use of the simple past tense. There is not much data in the Book of Mormon, but we can say that the text does not favor the use of did eat, and it uses the verb eat in an independent fashion in other ways. This also argues against the existence of any biblical ADP did eat influence as far as this prominent verb is concerned. Moreover, Smith would have been unlikely to achieve a good match with the attested 16th century preferential usage patterns of ADP did with many verbs such as preach, die, and say discussed previously since he would have used ADP did mechanically and at higher rates than with all verbs. Under this scenario, we would expect a ADP did rate, uh, sorry, we would expect a Book of Mormon ADP did rate of 50% or more, not 27%. Furthermore, pseudo-biblical authors knowledgeable themselves in King James English and familiar with did eat failed to come close to the typical mid-16th century distribution of adjacency, inversion, and adverb placement in relation to ADP did. Smith would have been hard-pressed to do any better than they did, since coming close to the archaic distribution would have involved expressing himself against his own language and according to the arcane patterns of use. As we have seen, the Book of Mormon is very closely correlated with the average values of the high-rate ADP did texts that have been considered individually in this paper. The King James Bible is only moderately correlated with these texts, and the distributional averages of scriptural-style authors is negatively correlated with them. These observations argue against the notion that ADP did, in the Book of Mormon, could have been a possible outcome of such an encounter on the part of Joseph Smith. In summary, had Smith used biblical did eat as a template because of its salience, 
then the Book of Mormon's ADP did rate would be much higher and less principled. Had Smith followed biblical ADP did due to extensive familiarity with the text, then the Book of Mormon's ADP did rate would be much lower and exhibit a different usage profile. And had Smith followed biblical ADP didst, then intensive research and laborious counting would have been required. Two, the process of dictation slash composition would have been very different from what is known of it based on largely consistent eyewitness observations. And three, many allied linguistic features of the Book of Mormon would be biblical in nature, not independent of the King James Bible. Implications Elagard poured over English texts spanning centuries and found a concentration of them that had high rates of ADP did syntax. These center around the middle of the 16th century. As far as their syntactic patterns are concerned, there is an excellent match between certain texts from this time and the Book of Mormon. What does this mean? This constitutes concrete evidence that the language of the Book of Mormon, at least in this regard, is based on early modern English from this specific time period. How can that be? God prepared the words of the book using this variety of English for the narrative framework and miraculously delivered the words to Joseph Smith. What other evidence is there for language coming from this time period? According to English, early English books online, peak use of finitive clause syntax with the verbs cause, command, and suffer also occur before the 1580s. That archaic and obsolete usage occurs hundreds of times in the Book of Mormon, and it is in many ways deeply different from King James English. The same can be said for non-biblical, if it so be that, occurring 39 times in the English text. The usage disappears after those decades. Some may be concerned that the Book of Mormon would have been translated within archaic and obsolete forms that are not found in the King James Bible. Others wonder why this could be so. The why is fraught with speculation, but we may say or, but we may ask whether non-biblical parts of the Book of Mormon are less understandable than the King James Bible is. My experience tells me that no, these sections are more comprehensible. By and large, obsolete meaning and syntax, for example, it supposeth me that thou art a child of hell, if it so be that they exercise faith in him. The waters of the Red Sea divide, divided hither and thither. And, quote, the Lord did cause the serpents that they should pursue them no more, end quote, do not interfere with one's general understanding of the text. In fact, sometimes the old language actually promotes clarity. And, of course, the syntax discussed here does not impede understanding. But aren't we missing nuance in meaning occasionally? Yes, just as we often do reading King James English. Will we have a fuller understanding of this old usage in the Book of Mormon in the near future? Yes. 
Does the existence of non-biblical 16th century words and syntax in the Book of Mormon increase our confidence that the words are Christ's? Yes. And can all this strengthen our belief in the Bible, one of the stated purposes of the book? I believe so. Scriptural Foundation I will now attempt to motivate this particular approach from a Book of Mormon passage, an important reference whose connection with this view was first brought forth by Royal Skousen. Consider the following extracts from 2 Nephi 27, in particular the use of the substantives, words, deliver, and command, highlighted below. Verse 6. The Lord God shall bring forth unto you the words of a book, and they shall be the words of them which have slept. 9. But the book shall be delivered unto a man, and he shall deliver the words of the book. Verse 19. The Lord God will deliver again the book, and the words thereof to him that is not learned. 20. Then shall the Lord God say unto him, Thou shalt read the words which I shall give unto thee. 22. Wherefore, when thou hast read the words against which I have... uh, Wherefore, when thou hast read the words which I have commanded thee. 24. And again, the Lord shall say unto him that shall read the words that shall be delivered him. Verses 20 and 24 in particular indicate that words were to be given to Joseph Smith by the Lord and that Smith would be commanded to read the words as they were given to him. Verse 22 contains a figurative use of command that is frequently found in the King James Bible. The meaning of the verb in 2 Nephi 27-22 is, quote, cause to come, end quote, or, quote, send with authority, end quote. Online English Database Command Verse 6b, fig. To cause to come, to send with authority. Online dictionary. 1611. Bible, Leviticus 25.21. I will command Vulgate, Dabo, Clifford, give, uh, Wycliffe, give, Coverdale, send, my blessing upon you. 1781. Coper, Hope, 669. See me sworn to serve thee truth, and command a painter's skill into a poet's hand. Recast this excerpt from 2 Nephi 27-22 could therefore read, quote, That being the case, when you have read the words that I have caused to come to you, or that I have sent to you with authority, end quote. This recasting is based on the analogous syntax found in the two verses and the specific dictionary definition given immediately above. From this biblical usage, we have a direct interpretation that words were miraculously sent to Joseph Smith by the Lord that he was not given the responsibility of using his own language to express thoughts that were given to him. This scriptural passage, in its repetitive use of the collective plural words, seeks to convey that Smith was given a concrete, quote, form of expression or language, end quote. Old English Dictionary, word, noun, one, collect, plural. And because the dictionary makes clear elsewhere that words does not refer to thoughts, but concrete verbal expression, word, in four, Interpreting words as 
quote, thoughts, end quote, is strained and unlikely. In fine, God conveyed words, not thoughts. The other distinction to be made has to do with the interpretation of the verb read in these Second Nephi 27 verses. The relevant Old English Dictionary definition is 11a under the heading to peruse and utter in speech. The question is, did Smith, quote, utter aloud the words or sentences di- indicated by the writing, etc., under inspection, end quote, or did he, quote, render in speech anything written, a book, etc., according as the written or printed signs are apprehended by the mind, end quote, and put them into his own words. The former definition is indicated because of the existence in the book of dozens of instances of obscure meaning and syntax that were inaccessible to Smith in 1829. Some of this syntax has been discussed in this paper. In short, Smith dictated God's words, not his own words. In verse 19, the meaning of, again, may be biblical English slash early modern English, quote, back, end quote. The Lord will give back the book and its words to the uneducated person. For See, for example, turn again, Alma 8, verse 25. In verse 9, the verb deliver is used twice with different meanings. First, the Lord declares the book that the book is to be committed into a man's safekeeping. Deliver, verse 8a. Then the man, Joseph Smith, is to utter or dictate the book's words. Verse 10a. This is nuanced usage. Finally, in verse 6, the Lord tells us that, quote, the words of a book will be brought, end quote, will be brought to light for our benefit. Bring, verse 16d, on to preposition 27. Consequently, I take 2 Nephi 27 as directly telling us that God prepared the words that we find in the Book of Mormon. This That is an immensely powerful concept. Consider next this supporting passage, 3 Nephi 21 verse 11. Whosoever will not believe in my words, which am Jesus Christ, which the Father shall cause him to bring forth unto the Gentiles, and shall give unto him power that he shall bring them forth unto the Gentiles. It shall be done, even as Moses said, they shall be cut off from among my people, which are of the covenant. End quote. Recast the relevant portion might read, quote, God the Father will cause Joseph Smith to bring to light Christ's words for the benefit of the Gentiles. End quote. Although I can see how this verse might be read with the interpretation that Joseph was to translate, transform Christ's words into his own, once again, the least strained, most direct, and most powerful interpretation is that Smith was to relay Christ's words, not utter his own. And this is because of the language of 2 Nephi 27, the book's 20, um, the book's 19th century past tense, syntax, principled use of command syntax, refined use of suffer syntax, infrequent obsolete layered causative constructions, for example, 2 Nephi 5, 17, Messiah 6, verse 7, Alma 21, verse 3, Mormon 
3, verse 5. Inaccessible obsolete meanings like depart, verb intransitive equals divide, Hillman 8, verse 11. Counsel, verb equals, quote, ask counsel of, consult, end quote, Alma 37, 37, 39, verse 10. Scatter, verse, uh, verb equals, quote, separate without dispersal, end quote, title page. Inaccessible, obsolete usage like, but if equals, quote, unless, end quote, Messiah 3, verse 19. To that equals, quote, until, end quote, 1 Nephi 18, verse 9. Hearts delighteth, flames ascendeth, etc. Alma twenty six twenty four, Messiah two verse thirty eight, Alma twelve verse seventeen. It supposeth me. For example, Jacob two verse eight, Words of Mormon one verse two. Important findings regarding past tense syntax. Sustained high rate ADP did adjacency rates. 20 plus percent are found primarily in 16th century writings with few 17th century outliers. In the 1820s, even experts in early modern English syntax would have struggled to know peak usage characteristics because of language change. Relevant prose texts were obscure and found only in remote research libraries. The syntactic knowledge was inaccessible to Smith and Scribe. Yet the 1829 Book of Mormon matches 16th century high-rate profiles with statistical significance, differs materially from the 1611 King James Bible. Still, the past tense profile of the Book of Mormon correlates more closely with the King James Bible's profile then do scriptural style writings of the early 19th century, and the Book of Mormon is completely like those texts. Conclusion As a general rule, obsolete syntax is completely inaccessible to an author or speaker because of a lack of knowledge. This observation also applies to lost meaning. Here I refer to language that has never been encountered, with which one is wholly unacquainted. So some concrete usage that one knows from prominent sources such as the King James Bible or Shakespeare is properly excluded from this statement. Intelligence, servant-like capabilities, automatic writing cannot overcome an absence of syntactic knowledge. Writers cannot manufacture out of thin air vanished forms and lexical meaning when language shift has taken place, thereby obscuring prior usage. That, of course, is precisely the case of of the Book of Mormon past tense syntax. High-rate, non-emphatic, ADP did, adjacency disappeared before before the 18th century and was not generally known. So Joseph Smith had no knowledge that it was used at high rates during a few decades in the 16th century. The anomalous use of biblical did eat would not have told him that, just as it does not tell us that today.
in terms of ADP did, we note a systematic match between the Book of Mormon and the syntactic usage of the middle of the 16th century exclusively. On the basis of this evidence, we conclude that God, consistent with his divine purposes, chose this specific language variety and syntax as a framework for much of the past tense narrative of the Book of Mormon. Wherefore, in this and other respects, the language of the book is early modern English. Moreover, the pervasive use of this construction in the text and its close match with certain 16th century texts, as well as other syntactic evidence alluded to above, point directly to the idea that the book is full of early modern English syntax. On the basis of the foregoing evidence and discussion, I would assert that the frequent use of ADP did syntax in the Book of Mormon, as well as its deeper patterns of use, cannot reasonably be ascribed to the mind of Joseph Smith or anyone else associated with or proposed to be associated with the composition of the text in the late 1800s. And... The odds that anyone else would have or even could have written a text in this fashion 200 years ago are vanishingly small. It seems that no one has done it since the middle of the early modern English period. The data discussed here are compelling, and it is hoped that the related conclusions are as well. We have seen that some who intentionally tried to follow King James English in their writings did not match 16th century ADP did usage. Their efforts do not positively correlate with that early, with that stage of English. Snowden's The American Revolution, Hunt's The Late War, and Ethan Smith's view of the Hebrews ended up well off the mark. 16th century texts were not readily available in the 1820s as they became later in the 19th century. As a result, the access to the relevant texts was extremely limited in the 1820s, especially to someone living away from populated eastern cities with research libraries. And the 16th century printed books contained the heavy use of this, containing the heavy use of this syntax were still largely to be found only in British libraries. So a compelling position, on account of the lack of any specific, creditable evidence to the contrary, is that the words of the Book of Mormon were revealed to Joseph Smith through the instrument that they came from a divine source. For the appendix, please see the online written version. Stanford Carmack has a linguistics and a law degree from Stanford University, as well as a doctorate in Hispanic languages and literature from the University of California, Santa Barbara, specializing in historical syntax. In the past, he has had articles published on Georgian verb morphology and object participle agreement in Old English and Old Catalan. He currently researches Book of Mormon syntax as it relates to early more modern English and contributes by means of textual analysis to 
Volume 3 of Royal Skelton's Book of Mormon Critical Text Project. This has been a recording of the implications of past tense syntax in the Book of Mormon, original by Stanford Carmack, originally published in Interpreter, a journal of Mormon scripture. Volume 14, 2015, pages 119 through 186, read by Ellen Fair. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com.